Good morning, everyone. It's Alistair Taylor here, and it's uh, great to be sharing with you again uh, on this Sunday morning. Uh, my message today is entitled, To Touch the Cloak of Jesus. For the last week, our TV has been selecting the channels we are able to watch. I turn on the BBC and it says, No signal. And yet when I go through the channel, Spark TV is fine. Great news for Harriet. And not so wonderful news for me, whose Luganda is basic, to say the least. But the other night, both BBC and Spark had no signal, and so we trawled the channels, which I so we trawled channels which I hadn't even realised were amongst our package. At last, there was a flicker on the screen, and Record TV burst into our living room. It was showing a drama about the woman who had been bleeding for many years and had ultimately been healed through touching the cloak of Jesus, the subject of our message today. But actually the story on the TV was not so much about the healing from her bleeding, but rather about how this sickness had caused her to separate from her husband and be ostracized by her wider community. Nobody wanted to associate with her. Chantal, my daughter, was transfixed and... Despite it being past our 10pm bedtime, we stayed up a little longer to watch the end. We all know the healing story. She touched the cloak of Jesus and was healed. But alongside this physical healing was also the relationship healing between herself and her community, her family and indeed her husband, with the drama closing with the couple hand in hand watching children playing. Okay all a bit mushy and sentimental. But I've been praying about what to share in this message, and God said, I've shown you this story. Read the passage and then talk about it. And so here I am talking about touching the cloak of Jesus. Let's read the passage together. Matthew 9 and verses 18 to 26. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If only I touch this cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you and the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and the people playing pipes, he said, Go away! The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by hand, and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. If we look back in the chapter... We see that all this started as Jesus was finishing a meal at the house of Matthew, the writer of this gospel, just after he had left his tax collector's booth to follow Jesus. Of course, the associates of Matthew at that time were not the sort of uh, proper religious people um, that that those people or... (laughs) Sorry, I've got it wrong. Of course, the associates of Matthew at that time were not the sort of of people, the proper religious people, and even the other disciples of Jesus felt he should be mixing with. 
Matthew 9, verses 10 to 11. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus gives a wonderful answer. Matthew 19, verse 13b. For I have come to call the righteous, but I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. But this is a text for another sermon. Anyway, at the end of this nice meal, in a a synagogue leader comes in and knelt before Jesus to ask Jesus to bring his daughter back to life as she had just died. Quite a request. But it shows you the faith and expectancy that was already building amongst people in regard to Jesus. Jesus got up and left and went following the rabbi. But as he was moving through the street... A woman came up behind him and touched his cloak. In the description of of this event in Matthew, Jesus just turns around and tells the woman that she has been healed because of her faith. But in the Luke narrative of the same event, we get a little bit more detail of what actually happened. Let's read all the narrative of Luke so that we are fully informed. Luke 8 verses 43 to 48. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out of me. Then the woman seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. From Luke we find out that the crowd was pushing against Jesus and many people could have touched him. But Jesus knew knew that one person had touched him with a purpose. He says he felt the power go out of him. Luke 8 verse 47, Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. I think there are a few important facts to notice in this extra detail which Luke gives. Firstly, The woman realised that she could not go unnoticed. This was an important fact for the woman because of the rule given in Leviticus 15.25. It says, When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time, other than her monthly period, or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be as as unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the the days of her period. This poor lady had been bleeding for twelve years and hence, by Jewish law, had been unclean and untouchable for all this time. It must have been a very hard and lonely existence. Secondly, and because of this law and her isolation, she knew well, she was well known within her community and hence the writers of the Gospel knew what problem she had. Hence both, stories start, uh, hence, both start their stories with the fact that there was a woman 
who had been suffering from bleeding for twelve years. This was common knowledge. She was an excluded member of the community. People avoided this woman who had been bleeding. Point three. This is also why she came trembling and fell at the feet of Jesus. She had touched him, made him unclean, perhaps. And this confession in front of all the people, what would the consequence be? But as always, Jesus seeks to draw in and love those who would normally be rejected by people. I love the way his response is stated in the Matthew passage. Jesus turned and saw her. Matthew 9 and verse 22. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. To look into the face of Jesus is always such a life-changing experience. However you are feeling today, on top of the world, or passing through the deepest valley, close your eyes. And in your mind's eye, look into the face of Jesus. You may see joy, you may see sadness, but you will always see love. Luke 22, verse 61. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. All Peter could see in that face was love. A love he had just denied three times and he wept bitterly. This is brilliantly put in the old hymn written by Handel Nemo over 70 years ago. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and all the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. The lady was healed, instantly healed, and in both passages Jesus states, that it is due to her faith that she is healed. And this is where I want to close. As both people in our passage, the synagogue leader with the child who had died and the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, both sought to contact Jesus in faith, that he could change a hopeless situation in their lives. Both had to overcome their fears. The synagogue leader kneeling before a man who was mixing with sinners, what would the other people say? And the woman, risking that she would be noticed, and even attempting to touch Jesus' cloak, as she was still unclean. Yes, faith does require us to step out from our comfort zone at times. But as we do this, with Jesus as our focus, we have nothing to fear. People may look, people may point, Gossip may start, but it's our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour that will see us through. Matthew 9, verses 24 to 25. He, Jesus, said, Go away. The girl is not dead but asleep. But they, the mourners, laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in took the girl by the hand, and she got up. Matthew 9 and verse 22, And the woman was healed at that moment. From Peter's message last week concerning the timing of God, we know that the, that the workings of God in response to our requests 
might not be instant, as they were in the case of the two people in our passage today. But this should not stop our faith for the moment. Now is the time to reach out and touch the cloak of Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, increase our faith and keep our trust. Take away our fear. Lord, as we have needs to come close to you, don't let us think what other people are thinking, but let us look straight into your face, that face of ultimate love, and come and touch your cloak. In faith, come and ask for that thing that has been troubling us. And Lord, we know that you are looking on us and your heart is feeling for us so much. And the situation will be, will be healed or corrected or whatever is needed. It may be instant, as in our passages today. It may take time, but your love is there with us. Lord, we thank you for the encouragement of these uh, few short passages today. Increase our faith. And we thank you for our love, your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I've got a few uh, questions to ponder. And let's start with, this diff with the difficult one. Why do you think God allows people to suffer through illness and loss? I'll be quite frank, there is not a simple answer. But thinking about the problem and sharing with others will help clarify our thinking. Second question, how do we respond to people who have been ostracized from the community life for one reason or another? Can we show love to the unlovely? Quite a challenge. And three, share testimonies of prayers answered in your lives. Small things, big things, it doesn't matter. And what role did your faith play? Thanks a lot. Have a great week. And God bless and stay safe. Amen.